are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Why you should not see a movie. A movie podcast talking about why you should not see a movie. Um, that's kind of strange, right? Hey, let's shoot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> no, it's, it's a throwback. Kyle, you had a great idea. This is Kyle's idea. Episode 8, going way back. Jesus. Going back to episode 8, we had an episode titled, Why You Should See a Movie. Or, you know, why should you go to the movies? It was something like that. It was something very similar. Why You Should See a Movie, in fact, was the exact title. So we just decided to drop the knot in there. Yeah. Can so, we argue the other side? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's important to, because again, as we've mentioned time and time again on the podcast, this is something that's fun that we like to talk about. We enjoy watching movies and discussing them, bad movies, good movies, the merits of really good films, and some of the really powerful things that can be channeled through documentaries, through films like Moonlight, that can really uh, bring awareness to things. And, of course, the flip side of that coin is nobody should spend their whole life just watching movies. Obviously, that would be the complete derivation and missing the point of what we're trying to say, which is that movies are fun, entertainment that can, at times, supplement artistically the life that's around us and show us things, uh, as we talked about, in why you should see a movie that are amazing, things that inspired us. what, What were some of the just quick highlights of things that movies did for us. Like, why did you like movies so much? Well, yeah, back from episode eight, we talked about documentaries from an educational standpoint. We talked about fantasy allowing us to do things like, hey, I had my first ever flying dream after seeing select movies such as Iron Man. So it transports us out of our reality and allows us to achieve the fantastical at times, at least in our minds. And then I use them as an educational tool. Kyle? There you go. That's exactly the same. Some examples. That's that's exactly what we talked about. That was kind of the crux of our our conversation there. So this is the flip side. Why you should not see a movie. Getting ready to close out our our second year of podcasting. So it's important to note that we don't just spend every waking second in the studio thinking about movies, going out and seeing movies. In fact, it's sometimes hard to sync up and schedule movies that we've seen and, and get talking about them. So uh, so this, I think, will be an interesting discussion. So, James. Yeah. In your opinion, why should you not see a movie? All right, I have a bunch of reasons this here. Kyle made a list. I'm the list. I'm always making Another lists. Another throwback. Yeah, and... Run them down. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to present these in any particular order, but I do want to start with one that I think will open the conversation a little bit. A conversation opener, as opener. opposed to a... Dead end of a point. (laughs) And that is, all right, why you should not see a movie? How about you just go out and live life? There you go. I feel like that's pretty broad, and it's my first one I'm going to open with. Uh, What is, from like physical standpoint, the experience that your body goes through when you go to the movies? It's it's sedentary. It's looking straight ahead. It's engaging two of your senses directly, (laughs) maybe some of them indirectly. Well, if you got food there, but that doesn't really count. Bottom line is you're watching things happening as opposed to participating in them. You're watching events play out instead of being in the events or driving the events yourself. So there you go. Live your Live. life. Yeah. Live. Live the, the life. life God damn it. Watching the life. Yeah. A very strong 
opening point that will probably end up being, again, the crux of this conversation. Yeah, I figure, right? But participation in, in life. Yeah, so another, to, to piggyback on that, um, we talked a lot about this, but Hollywood is a giant commercial money-making machine. Mm-hmm. And most things that come out are not the moonlights, are not the independent films that are enriching. It's the same exact experience of, uh, oh, not same exact experience, it's similar to going to an art museum in looking at a gallery of film. There's, there's artists behind these things, there's an incredible amount of work that goes into them, but at the end of the day, so much of Hollywood and cinema is just produced to get our money. And in a lot of ways, we see most of the content of some films now in the trailers that are put out. Yep. You can watch a two and a half minute trailer, and in a lot of cases, as is I'm sure the point with some films, some big budget, big terrible critical reception films, you know, you could glean most of it from the trailer, see all the action sequences. At times you get the best jokes in the trailer, but it's all there. It's all easily accessible otherwise without spending your money on it. I think that talking to people that have seen movies that you haven't seen is fun too, as evidenced by some conversations we'll have in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, you don't have to see everything and participate in all, and have a catalog of all the garbage that's out there, you know? That shouldn't be a way to live. You, sh- you should. You can pick and choose your fun little vices and things, your Marvel movies, as we've talked about. Um, that look enjoyable to you, and but don't just endlessly consume and and not participate and create things yourself. The most fun I ever have in the realm of movies was making movies, and it always has been, and it always will be. There you go. What else you got, James? Well, I have. It's a similar point, but <clears throat> you had mentioned that we we are sort of um, Hollywood is is out to get our money. It's out to get our money. Well, then, rather than support that money-making enterprise endlessly, well, why don't you support your local community theaters? Why don't you support live arts? Not Again, it's, it's similar to the whole experience life rather than watching on a screen. What, what preceded movies? Live performances. So why don't you go support your local theater, your local arts, things that you are live and that you could sort of, if you were so inclined, you could reach out and touch or you could meet the people right after the performance and stuff like that. So... Why you should not see a movie? Because you should go to a fucking play. That is... How about that? Very, 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 very good. And don't go to Shrek the Musical. (laughs) Go to a real goddamn play. I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Because a lot of the things that people laud about films are the acting in the films. And the Academy Award goes to... But endless editing and lighting and special effects and screenwriting, adjustments, everything, you could realistically fabricate anything on screen nowadays. You you don't even need the actors to be alive anymore to put them on on screen and have them be, quote, acting. Performance in in the digital world, and you could talk about it on this podcast as well. I mean, we could edit this podcast. This could not even be Kyle and James. We don't. This could be people impersonating us, but we don't. (laughs) And, uh, and it's it, it, seeing live performance is so incredible oh, because yeah. when you actually witness 
phenomenal the phenomenal depths that acting can take you to and a, an incredibly powerful and moving performance of seeing another human being in person portraying something and being affected by it is thousands of thousands of times more powerful than anything that could be fabricated on a screen. Remember how we talked about at the end of Get Out, the theater would sort of erupt. Well, you were there. We went on double D. Yeah. The theater, oh, they, uh, a joy and an explosion of emotion at the end of Get Out that is very rarely achieved in the movie house, mm -hmm. right? But almost every good play I've gone to, the dramatic, you know, the climax of the, of the play or what have you, the, the really dramatic moments, hush the crowd and, and you sense it. You get a sense of emotional investment from the audience, no? Absolutely. In a movie, it's like, you know, like popcorn eating and I, uh -huh. people get up and walk out during yep. the fucking movie and come back <laughs> in. Like, very, and that's why in the theater, it's so rare. And they even have rules against it. Like, you can't get up. And if you do get up and get out, you're not coming back in. Because the understanding is that whatever's happening on that stage between the actors and the audience is so intense and so connected that nobody wants that severed. Absolutely. But movies is, is so flimsy like that. It's so fickle, right? The relationship. 100%. And yeah. I'll provide a great example of this. Yeah. One of the things that kind of inspired this idea. So the other day, I went and saw my fiance, Kira, uh, sing and perform with the uh, San Francisco Symphony. She was in their uh, chorus, and they were doing a production of Berlioz's Symphony of Romeo and Juliet. Wow. So the San Francisco Symphony and the chorus, all these incredibly talented musicians and conductors and folks are there. And it was intense and transportive. And one of the first things I noticed was that nobody knows how to attend these events anymore. Oh, boy. Etiquette of these... Of these Things has changed so much, and it's not all people's fault. It's a it's a communication difficulty. Culture and society move so quickly now, and people consume things in so many different ways. That there's kind of a responsibility to reteach and upkeep some of this stuff. That being said, good point, good point. it is exactly what you said in that personal connection. Seeing something live, hearing live strings on stage vibrating in the air, getting to your body and being invested in that is such a different experience than hearing a soundtrack to a film. Soundtracks in films are transportive to me, but not even an iota compared to seeing a live performance. And this performance was incredible because they had some fantastic soloists, incredibly talented opera singers, the whole symphony, this chorus, all these uh, hundreds of voices. And the performance was the story of Romeo and Juliet. And there were parts of it that were sung and uh, were very explanatory, like narr narrative of the music. And of course, the music always plays into building that world. And then there were big sections, big movements of it that were entirely instrumental. And yet they told exactly the story that you would perceive from it. You could hear the battles, you could hear the intensity, you could hear the deaths and the remorse and everything. And that is what you get from incredible art and especially live arts like music and theater. Lighting technicians working together to find out psychologically which types of hues and tones change people and affect them in like a live setting. It's incredible, the shadows and everything. And no matter how that comes through on a television or in a movie, it's truncated into a screen producing light instead of an actual experience that you're part of. Yeah, but I bet you your performance didn't feature Baby Groot. 
It sure didn't. God fucking No God. baby Groot inside. Anyway, why didn't you invite me? <laughs> next time. Okay. The next broad category I have for you, Kyle, is um, we're going to take a little lighthearted approach here in a second. Okay. Then we'll get crazy. Then we'll get real crazy in a second. <laughs> uh, but why you should not see a movie is because, um, because of the false wisdom that these mass-produced pieces of garbage spread. I have two examples for you. Excellent. You ready for this? Number one. The, the sort of cliches that you see in a lot of rom-coms or a lot of romance movies or that, is that opposites attract. No oh boy. I can't wait to go after this one. That, can we please stop using mass media like movies and music to teach each other that relationships can work if the two people are totally opposite from one another? <laughs> you know, it's such stupid bullshit. Oppos no I'm sorry. You, like Paul Abdul may have sung it and it may have been the trope of every rom-com from here to eternity. But you know what? If you got one guy that is a chain smoking alcoholic that likes to stay out at night, chances are he's not going to get along with the Amish girl. You know, that opposites don't fucking attract. Mm -hmm. It's true of magnets. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> you know, like and people do not equal magnets. No, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's this, it's the spreading of false wisdom. Like, guess what? Actually, relationships are really healthy when there's shared interests, mm. right? And you agree on a lot of things. Surprise. And you have good communication, not stupid shit like, oh, he's the wild party boy and I've had a modest upbringing my whole life. It'll work out. You know what? We already have a 50% divorce rate. It probably fucking won't, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Another bit of false wisdom that gets spread. <laughs> Another bit of false wisdom that's spread through movies and bullshit and music and all that stuff is like things like everything happens for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Hands off the steering wheel, everything's happening for a reason. You know yeah. what? No, no. Everything happens because of a cause. Not because of a reason, you know? Cause. An effect. effect. <laughs> That's it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, your boyfriend didn't break up with you because of some long fucking way out there on the horizon reason. And so I feel like Hollywood reinforces so many fucking cliches and shitty wisdom kyle mm -hmm. it passes for wisdom yeah it does and it's kind of insane and we see that in the faith too i'm sorry but yeah. like faith movies and whatnot oh, oh yeah God, just know? the 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 constant backing of stereotypes through yep. the fact that we joke the joke the fact that we discuss pretty much each year about what the Oscars even means anymore yeah. and the lack of diversity that's there. And it's no surprise because it's pandering what, what will sell and what the agenda that they want to push in society, which is whatever bullshit tabloid scenario that they want to come true. The fantasies that people desire that are inherently unrealistic in human contact and in the world that we live in. Kyle, can I jump in real quick? Yes. Because you just made such a good point. The, the fantasies and all that stuff. Another one, another bullshit false wisdom thing is if you just work hard at anything, you can achieve it all. Like you see this in sport movies all the mm -hmm. time where it's just like the main message is always you can do anything. Yeah. Actually, we should be teaching our young folks like, by the way, your chances of being an NBA player or a major league baseball player are minuscule. <laughs> so the pep talk here shouldn't be like, just go for your dreams at all times. The pep talk or the wisdom, the actual wisdom would be something more like, hey, measure out your expectations realistically. Yeah, go for that. But have a plan B, have a plan C, and have a fucking plan D. Because you're probably, let's be realistic, you're probably not going to make it. Absolutely. You're probably not going to hit the home run that the scout sees. They get you drafted and they get you the better, you know? That's the fantasy. Oh, my fucking God. For every athlete out there listening to us, 
Stop going to kids' camps. Stop. First of all, stop watching these movies that give you this fucked up idea. <laughs> and then stop spreading it to the kids. Mm-hmm. Going up to camps and stuff like that and being like, oh, the secret to the success is just do everything that I did. Exactly. Follow my playbook. Whoa. Do you have yeah. any people you left in your fucking wake? Yeah. You know? It's society's problem at that point. It's it's a just a fundamental disillusionment of what is reality. By, by putting it on a film and showing... It's like the most people that even hear something... Um, we know this for sure now, that's untrue <laughs> or true. It doesn't even matter. But the most people that hear something, you know, it suddenly becomes factual or the conventional, the wisdom. conventional wisdom. It suddenly becomes rhetoric within the culture that that, that is, you know, the expectation. That that's, the, the fantasy is the reality. And that is insane. That is outrageously insane. Ooh, I went off on a little tangent there. Yeah, well, what are we building to then? Well, let's keep going. I got... I got that's the explosion. Oh, good God. Here's another one that's actually pretty intense. All and right. that is um, why you should not see a movie. And this is very similar. It's, it's a broader than... I can't wait to see the subscriber number after this one just... Wait, what am I wasting but, my time listening to We guys. never did this for subscribers. We did this for ourselves. All right, here's one that, that's that's broader. It sort of encapsulates what I just said, and that is uh, why you should not see a movie. Because of the power of their world shaping. Mm. Their, excuse me, their worldview shaping. What do I mean by that? When I thought of that, I, I wrote down this. One day I was in I was in Ecuador, I was riding a bus, totally captive audience, and they popped in one of the fucking Transformer movies. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Three, four, two, whatever. The movie kicked off with the Autobots who are now like on Earth and accepted by the Earthlings as part of the good. And, blah, blah, and they were trotting around the fucking globe destroying weapons depots of other countries. And on their list, like, you know, the text was like, dur, 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 screen on, you know, come up on the screen. And they were traveling around and it just said like, like, Repu- like Islamic Republic of Iran. However, Iran's official title. It said Iran, yada, yada, weapons base. And it showed the Autobots rolling into it. Totally invading like sovereign country, blowing up all their shit and rolling out, and everybody was ecstatically happy about it. So now to the slack jawed yokel morons that are watching that, they immediately assume, yeah, Iran's always bad guys. Yep. It's a good thing we got the Autobots to take care of it. It's exactly what we talked about in Independence Day Resurgence as well. Just that the defamation of anybody through through cinema and the ability to warp that paradigm. Pretty wild. Fuck that. Fuck that. Unbelievable. I, I'm seriously, you should check it out. It was the most sickening thing ever. That's pretty messed up. It's so easy. I mean, look what the WWF did to like millions of people's worldview on Russians, Iran, like the Iron Sheik, uh-huh. Nickel. Remember the, all the, like, all the oh, yeah. ridiculous caricatures that shaped entire generations' worldviews? Uh-huh. It really did. It's crazy. Rocky Four. Yep. Right? Uh-huh. You can't you can't have Rocky Four unless you're in a Cold War. That's your evil ever struggle. Yeah. <laughs> a totally ridiculous over the top villain, right? Are you kidding me? Oh my god. So there you go, Kyle. Worldview shaping. What do you think? I I completely agree, one hundred percent. It's it's too easy anymore again, and it comes back to just what's what's a fantastically easy way to push an agenda into the most people's, you know, heads as possible. And Hollywood has become such a media machine, probably second only to things like Twitter and social media, is it's ease to access by everybody. So you can make any movie, especially if it's going to be a big blockbuster and you know that a bunch of people are going to see it. They've done their research. They know they have expectations of who's going to show up at the theater. Hollywood doesn't often flop. 
when they do, it's which is more rare now. It's it, when Rob Schneider's a stapler. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a stapler. Um, or, or it's even surprising to them. And it's like, oh, people shit on our thing, usually because people like that thing that they screwed up more than the fact that, you know, it was something. They'll consume the next thing for sure. Mm. They'll go. And it might be bad again, but they'll keep going. Um, and then if you can say anything in it. They'll slip any one-liner in there or any scene, exactly like what you're talking about. We referenced this on the Independence Day podcast. You know, you can, you can push a a patriotic, uh, quote, quote, um, over-the-top fantasy of what that means to people by putting it in a movie. And then it's it's gospel, expecting our president to be able to hop into a fighter jet and take down the aliens. Yeah. Fantasy. Another one, Zero Dark Thirty. There you go. The, the implications Holy that, shit. The implications right at the beginning of that movie. I know, I would never watch that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Garbage is too good of a term for that movie. It implied right off the bat that torture kind of works. It did. I oh saw that movie. God. And the reason why I'm so sensitive about the Transformers example, and I can't believe you just said that, uh, is because we got lied to on a massive scale about weapons before. Yeah. And everybody's got such fucking amnesia in this country that, yeah, just throw, show a bunch of Transformers rolling in. That's the next country with weapons right there. The yeah. Autobots showed me they had them. Uh-huh. They have Iran has them, yeah. Oh, good I saw God. Zero Dark Thirty, and from the second the movie started until the end, I was disturbed and rattled by what people in the theater were responding to, because everything that I was responding to were the parts of the film that were deeply, disturbingly uncomfortable to me, like when they were depicting, torturing, quote, prisoners, kidnapped people, basically, and how fucked up that was and the the finale of the film was as blaze of glory patriotism as independence day about going in and assassinating people with our our soldiers it was insane i couldn't believe it yeah um, anyway no oh, okay <laughs> Why you should not see a movie. There are yeah, a lot yeah. of examples so far. All right, so I'm going to give you an insane example really okay, quick. Okay. Because recently, I may have talked to you about this, I may not have, I have become quite obsessed with racing. I know. I never, ever, ever would have expected this. Something, I don't know. It, I'm ashamed of it, really, <laughs> honestly. It is so crazy. But there's something about it. I mean, we're looking at my racing steering wheel for my computer simulator right now. This is no joke. Like, I'm a little obsessed at this point. But I love it. It's so exciting to do, especially, to actively do this right here. Now, I've watched some races on TV. I've been watching the Formula One season this year, some NASCAR races. It's talking about, you know, agenda wow. pushing and commercialism and things. This, I'm consuming this right now, and I'm watching it, and I'm very aware of everything surrounding it. However... This is, this is the kicker. This is the insane thing. Recently, I went to the NASCAR race in Sonoma. <gasps> I went to the live race because I've never been to a race or anything. I've never even seen a car go fast before. <laughs> and I went to the race. And, of course, for a lot of people, that would probably be the most boring, stupid thing. Waste of time, fucking garbage, <laughs> commercialism, bullshit. And I see all that and I get it. But for me, experiencing something that I've seen in movies a lot, car chases, 
the the intensity of racing in some cases. Uh, uh, there was a cool movie that came out a couple of years ago called Rush that I really liked. Um, I thought you were going to say Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, which I've seen, <laughs> which is hilarious. You know, Talladega Nights. Uh -huh. So much of that comedy was just elevated to a maximum point by actually witnessing this spectacle. But anyway, what stuck to me more than anything else was the feeling in my body and the vibration and the noise and the spectacle of what these automobiles were doing. It was astounding, and it is something that could never translate through TV or movies. And it's something that I only experienced because I went out and I did it. That being said, you know, I won't do that a lot. I, I could, it's possible I might never do that again. But I went out and experienced that, and it met and exceeded every expectation of that sensation that any movie has ever, you know, even gleaned at. So the point I'm trying to make is, long story short, to each their own, absolutely. Racing can, I recognize, can be totally dumb, and people can hate that. But the experience I had seeing it live and sensing something like I never had before that could never translate through a movie. There's some things that will never and can never translate in that way. And it was astounding. And I, and I can remember it and feel it and like hear that noise and everything. And that's something that I have now to take with me as part of an experience bank, which is really cool to me. Wow. I have to take it to the go-karts. Yeah. Oh, my God. I go-kart <laughs> raced for the first time this year wow. after I got obsessed with racing. And that, more so than the actual racing, got my blood and adrenaline going and everything. It, incredibly fun. I loved every second of it. I never go-karted before. Can you believe that? I, I've only done once in my life. Did you like it? On my wedding weekend. It was great. Yeah. It was, fun. Yeah, yeah. It was fun as hell. I loved it. Anyway. Me and the Honey Baby won. You did? On my very first go-kart race ever. That's epic. We won. Nice we lacked people. <laughs> we might have had the best lawnmower engine of all time, all time there. All right, Kyle, awesome. here's my last one. Okay. Ready? We'll this close one, it out. We'll close it. Here's my last reason, we've said this before on the podcast, why you should not see a movie. <laughs> Economics, baby. Mm -hmm. We've said it before. We'll say it again. We'll say it until the day we die. You vote with your dollars in this capitalistic runaway fucking fly off a cliff at a million miles an hour society, right? You vote with your dollars, and in the case of Hollywood, you never know where it's going. Totally. You never know if the price of admission you just paid is lying in the pockets of some douchebag supporting some god-awful lot. You, you never know. You just never know. You never know. It's, it's like I say about, well, I say this about a lot of things. Any product you buy, like you would never go up to, let's just use some politician for a second. You would never go up to like Mitt Romney and be like, hey, Mitt Romney, take some of my money, won't you? <laughs> but guess what? Mitt Romney runs a lot of investment houses. You know, for a while there, he was, well, whatever. Like, you have to do your research and you find out that his investment house owns this company. This company produces this product. So if you buy that product, guess what you just did, you know? And this is absolutely a bipartisan issue for sure as yeah. well. So you never know where your money's going. You vote with the dollars. And here's the thing, too. We are dealing in this country especially with an ever-increasing gap between the haves and the have-nots. And so every time you go to the movies, you're not giving your money to people that are below you in the economic pyramid, if you will. Or you're, even close. You're channeling it further upwards. You're concentrating it up. Mm -hmm. You're making it worse. These people are already incredibly rich, right? And so, God damn it, instead of spending $13 for a shitty movie about Thor, Ragnarok, <laughs> right? Oh, he's gonna, but he's going to fight the Hulk in a fucking arena. He already fought the Hulk. <laughs> On that giant fucking flying uh, aircraft carrier, right? 
Yep. I'm pretty sure they'll come out on the other end just fine. <laughs> and they still have to fight in the Infinity War. Not real. Yeah, and they're not real. <laughs> So you know what? Go down and get fifteen dollars to, to the homeless shelter down the street. You know, yep. or march your ass down the city hall for two hours and and participate in your next city council meeting. Or yes, right. absolutely. And if you're looking for entertainment, which people often are, then think about supporting other types of yes. work, other types of entertainment. As we mentioned, live theater, local theater, community theaters. Yep. Amazing work is being done in community theaters, and it is tireless. And penniless, and it, and completely abused by the system. The people involved are there because they love it, and not because it supports them. It's it's a labor of love. A lot of these things. The fact that the arts has to get routinely supported by major funding instead of even valuing its appreciation as something that we should consider as human beings. That culture. And the types of things that we create around us are important. So consider all of those things and support the things that you feel are just and right in that, in that regard. There you go. Why you should not see a movie. Here's, a, here's my last reason. It's a beautiful fucking day. Go, out. <laughs> go outside, right? There it is. There it is. Right. That's the bottom line. Okay, we, do we still have a that, podcast after this? We're out of time and maybe <laughs> out of the job, even though we don't get paid. <laughs> Loud on the set with Kyle and James. A movie podcast, says our tagline. <laughs> oh my God. You can find Woo. us on YouTube and iTunes, anywhere you find podcasts. We are there. Send us some emails. I am extremely, extremely excited to see some emails about this loudontheset at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the episode, about what we talked about, and uh, and participate in that big old thing that's short and fast we call life. And then how do you usually end our podcast? Go out there. Go out there and do not see a movie. See you later. And cut.